a bit like that Scuba Rondo track I played in name. Now, Blade Runner 2049. Well, basically, it takes off from almost literally after the first film um, with a, say, 20-year gap. And we're in the same sort of setup as before where um, replicants, who are these androids that were put to work as slaves, are being hunted by cops. Uh, In the first film, it was Harrison Ford. This time around, it's Ryan Gosling. And there's been a paradigm shift as well. Uh, Society has been reordered. Um, Basically, the original replicants all had a use-by date uh, where they were killed. And famously, uh, Rutger Howe on the rooftop giving his speech, which is one of the most amazing moments of 80s cinema. Ad-libbed, I found out recently. Um, And basically, those replicants could go rogue. They could uh, rebel against their human overlords. So what's happened now is that they've created a whole new raft of replicants, of which Ryan Gosling is one, who don't have the capacity to reject their human orders. They have to. uh, It's in part of their program. And they're basically sent out in the world to hunt down the remaining replicants who are able to rebel. And what happened is there was this enormous blackout at some stage during that 20 years of downtime that wiped everything on Earth. It wiped everything electronic. And obviously these replicants, uh, it wiped their use-by dates, so they carried on living into their old age. So uh, Ryan Gosling sets off... um, But basically society has become structured between humans and particularly human men. This movie got accusations of sexism. That's really missing the point. Everyone in society is tiered below the male human. Um, Everyone is basically a servant to some degree in some way. Ryan Gosling, one of many interesting aspects, when he comes home from work, he's got a hologram girlfriend. And the way that that's revealed is, you know, you hear her voice, you expect a real person to come out. And when she doesn't, it's a hologram, you expect it. But what you don't expect is that it's, she's not a computer program in that sense. She is actually a real existent person. She just happens to be a computer program hologram. But she does actually have her own personality. She is independent. She has independent thought about her situation, about him. She genuinely loves him. And he genuinely loves her, even though neither of them on a human level is considered real um, and she exists in his apartment as a projection and basically he set out to hunt down obviously Harrison Ford uh, who's still out there in the wilderness he's uh, he basically at the start of the film uh, Ryan Gosling finds a replicant from the Vigon era and and dispatches him but they find the bones of a child uh, sorry of a woman who died in childbirth and they work out something that they'd never believed possible, that two replicants who were believed to be infertile actually managed to have a baby. And uh, this is a very big problem because when they're treating these replicants as slaves, it's on the onus that they're not human. Um, But the fact, if it got out that they could actually reproduce, that may change society, that may change the replicants and how they view themselves and whether they're prepared to carry on being slaves. So it's this big thing about him trying to hunt down all evidence of, of this uh, of this child, find find where it is and kill it. Uh, and the story itself is actually pretty slight in those terms. Um, it's, it follows Ryan Gosling like it did in the first film with Harrison Ford hunting down 
these replicants and going through various stages. And he works for the local police forces, a multi-industrial group who build the replicants, uh, led by Jared Leto. And he occupies the place of the industrialist from the first film who was responsible for inventing them in the first place. And he wants to get his hands on this baby as well because he wants, you know, he wants to be able to create... It's something that he hasn't been able to do in the science lab, which is to create... He doesn't see it as creating life. He sees it as creating more slaves. You don't have to build them. You can simply generate them like in, a, in an industrial farm. And that's basically the whole premise of the plot. Obviously, Ryan Gosling catches up with the replicant he's after, which is obviously Harrison Ford. Uh, and there isn't too much to the story. I, I'm really surprised people are calling this a flop. It, it Like Mad Max before it, it, it's made nearly $300 million at the box office, but it's still regarded as going to... It's possibly going to lose $100 million because of the additional costs of marketing and everything else that goes with it and post-production. Um, so it's been regarded as a flop, and everyone's surprised by this. I'm not. I can't understand how the people making this thought it would make more money than it's made. I think it's made a lot of money considering... It's a very cerebral film. It's a very intelligent film. It's a dark film. It's got heady themes. It's dull. It's um. I was going to say dull, but I didn't mean in the sense of it being boring. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 almost oppressively bleak uh, in the outlook and in the in the world. It's still a world ravaged by horrible weather patterns and where everything's now. Like I think one city in it is just a giant rubbish tip. Um, so it sort of pushes the envelope even further from the first film as to this dystopian future where the world's crumbled and everyone that's um, worth it has moved off planet Earth and gone, gone and lived in paradise somewhere in one of these off-planet off colon, off colonies. It's only really the unlucky ones that are left. Um, I thought it was a stunning film. I really did. I thought um, production-wise is peerless. It's absolutely shockingly beautiful to look at, horrible as well. Um, the music by Hans Zimmer, I was shocked. I don't always like his themes, but I thought it was brilliant. Halfway between the famous Vangeli score for the first Blade Runner and also something like, um, what was it like? Tron, the uh, Daft Punk soundtrack for Tron. Very heavy and synthetic and really wonderful. The cast are good, but um, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I thought Harrison Ford acted his chops off in this. Ryan Gosling, he's always good, but um, I wouldn't say that he was better or worse than when he's pretty good. Um, and he's not. He's, there's not a wide range of emotion for his character either. Um, it is a stunning film. If there's areas where it falls down for me, it's one, the story is quite slight, it's very long. I mean, for, for a slight story, about two hours, 45 minutes long. Um, I didn't think it dragged, though. I didn't find it boring. I thought that it carried itself well. Um, I thought that the visuals and the cinematography and everything was just absolutely spectacular, amazing to look at. It isn't Star Wars. I mean, the fact that it's it, it, they expected it to make more money than this, maybe $500 million, it's not going to happen. It's too intelligent a film. A lot of the themes that come up are really powerful. Um, there's one moment where his holographic girlfriend hires a prostitute for Ryan Gosling. 
so that she can sort of he can have a physical experience while the hologram sits over the body of the prostitute there's lots of really sort of full-on themes explored in this with regards to and, and with regards to things like memory as well like the original did but also um there's a notion that the once they find this um, replicants had a baby between two androids and the people out there that are other replicants all secretly f- hope that it's them if they're of the right age they all secretly pray inside that it is them that they're the chosen one and it's a kind of a messianic biblical sort of theme to it individual scenes here and there let me down a little bit um jared Leto's fine but the first time they put him on screen he just does this massive expositional dialogue where he just tells you everything that's going on, which I found quite jarring after about 40 minutes of this very cerebral, intelligent film that didn't cut corners and tell you things. It let you work stuff out for yourself. So only in in the odd scenes here and there did it fall down. Um, Villeneuve is one of my favourite... Villeneuve, is that how you'd say it? Is one of my favourite directors, and, and I think he's a master... And this is maybe his best crafted film, but something like Sicario's probably got a more focused screenplay and narrative where they don't really put a foot wrong, where there's not really anything superfluous. Uh, here and there in this film, there is a little bit, but not too much. Um, so I'm going to give... It came out about seven or eight months ago, but it's um, obviously going to be talked up in awards season. Nothing for acting in this because... It's just not that kind of film. I I am more pleased that he did it than Ridley Scott. I think he would have given the last Alien film that Ridley Scott made, which was by far the worst of all of the Alien films and the least imaginative. I'm I'm much happier that he was a producer here and not the director. Uh, Is it Villeneuve's best film? It rivals it. I, I, I mentioned Dunkirk. It's nice to have such a big film, and it is a massive film, that treats you treats your intellect first it, it is really intelligent filmmaking um and really heady themes could have done with a little bit more story yes um and you can probably get I, I don't know if i'd say you could trim scenes as they're all kind of important but some of them work a little bit less well than others um i did like it all the way through to the denouement i thought the denouement was fine if not unexpected um, so one of the best blockbusters of the year and not quite a blockbuster success in the cinema. Once again, I'm going to give it eight and a half out of ten. A film that I'm probably marking down a little bit because it could have been, like three billboards, it could have been an absolute unqualified masterpiece. Just shy. So eight and a half out of ten for Blade Runner 2049. You're with Julian on the brown note, and this is from Playboy Carty, who is a...